Thank you for joining us today for this life-changing message from River of Life. If you are ever in our area, we would love for you to join us. For more information, visit us at rolcrawfordville.com. That's rolcrawfordville.com. Or download our app in the App Store under ROL Crawfordville. Now, let's join Senior Pastor Henry Jones as he teaches from the Word of God. Amen. Are you glad to be in church? Feels good in this house, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and how about showing some appreciation for our praise team and worship leaders? Yeah. I just got to tell you, I love coming to church. There's a lot of other things I enjoy, but this is at the top of the list. Being in the house of God, being with God's people, celebrating our faith, worshiping the Lord, loving on each other. Man, this is absolutely marvelous. I love coming to church, but I also love going to the dry cleaners. I'm not making that up. I do love going to the dry cleaners. I know it may sound weird, but let, let me explain. A couple years ago, I took a bag of crosses, and I went to the dry cleaners in Tallahassee, where I always go. And I got out, and I started passing out crosses. I didn't really ask people if they wanted them. I just assumed they did. I knew they needed them, so I just started passing out crosses. And then, uh, and a few people didn't receive them, and it's a pretty large place. There's maybe five, six, seven people working there. And then the next time I went to the dry cleaners, they, somebody said, do you have any more of those crosses? And I said, I, as a matter of fact, I do. And I gave out some more crosses. And then the next time I went to the dry cleaners, uh, I think they were waiting for me. Somebody came up and said, are you a pastor? I said, as a matter of fact, I am. And they said, wow, wow. And, and then I would show up and they would say, hey, pastor, how are you doing? And, and then there was one lady, she worked, she, she works on the press back in the back. And she looks for me. Her, for me. her name is Yolanda. And Yolanda saw me and she, she, she came out one day and she started talking to me. And, and I, was, I was using the language of Zion. Uh, you know what the language of Zion is, don't you? Hallelujah. Praise God. This is the day the Lord has made. I love Jesus. Now, I want to tell you something, friends. You may not think so, but the way you talk, your words identify what's in your heart. And I do not want to sound like the world. You say, well, that sounds like a fanatic. If you think that sounds like a fanatic, that just means I love Jesus more than you do. That's all that means. And so I started using the language of Zion as I was talking to her. And, and then I noticed that everybody was listening. And so from that point on, I started using the language of Zion. And then I showed up, I don't know, probably a year ago. And Yolanda walks out. She sees me coming. She comes out. She says, Pastor, do you have a word for us today? And I said, as a matter of fact, I do. And do you know that the Bible says that we should be ready to give an answer to every man of the hope that lies within us with meekness and fear? Let me tell you, if you're not walking around with a word from God, 
then, then you need to get in your Bible, you need to get on your knees, and you need to get to a place where you're walking around every day with a word from the Lord. It's something you need to do. Come on. So I quoted scripture to them. And then from that day forward, when I show up, I know this is the reason I like going to the dry cleaners. I show up, Yolanda's coming out. Pastor, you got a word for us today. And then I stand there and it doesn't matter who's at the counter. It doesn't matter what's going on. And I share this word unashamedly before them. And then this past week, I showed up and I, I looked back in the back when I walked through the door and the moment our eyes met she comes running out and she says to me she says pastor you got a word for us today and I said yes and this is probably the strangest word I've ever given anybody but I said yes absolutely I do I said the Bible says that the earnest expectation of the creature that's us waits for the manifestation of the sons of God because the creature was made subject to vanity not willingly but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope and I said now here comes the best part because the creature itself shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God And they were amazed. And, and, and then this, it was silence. And then she turned and looked at the other ladies. So help me, this is what she said. I told you he would have a word for us today. <laughs> oh, praise God. Praise God. I walked out this past week knowing that I was experiencing, listen, A salvation day. A salvation day. Now listen, when the presence and the glory of God shows up here in this worship center, it is an amazing thing. And that is a beautiful thing. When it shows up at the cleaners, you're having a salvation day. When it shows up in the schoolhouse, when it shows up on the job, uh, in the marketplace, when you are at a place where you're carrying the very presence of God with you. Now, I tremble to tell you this, but there have been many, 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 many days in my life I failed. But, oh, I know I'm not going to fail when I get to the cleaners. <laughs> and I want it to be that way everywhere I go. Now, just so you will know, what a salvation day is. Let me give you my definition of a salvation day. A salvation day is a day when the grace, the joy, the power of the presence of God is being manifested and God lets you be a part of it. That's a salvation day. A a salvation day is when you have an opportunity to share the good news of Jesus with someone or someone brings you a word from the Lord that's on time and on target. A salvation day is when God puts you in a situation where he divinely orchestrates. It puts you in a situation where you can be used by him. I I guess we could sum it up this way. A salvation day is when something happens in your life, in my life, for which there is no other explanation except God showed up. That's a salvation day. 
Now listen, I know most of you, we have worshipped together for many, many years, and I honestly believe with all my heart that you've had a salvation experience. If you're listening to me right now and you don't know that you know that you know Jesus, I pray you'll have a salvation experience before you leave here today. But most of you have. Some of you got saved recently. Some of you got saved a few years ago. Some of you got saved a long time ago. I was saved 54 years ago. And that's a wonderful thing. But my question for you today is, are you still experiencing the salvation of the Lord on a daily basis in your life? Let me bring it in a little bit closer. Are you having a salvation day to day? Are you already anticipating a salvation day tomorrow? Where the presence, the glory, the power of God is with you. Because I'm telling you, this is no exaggeration. I'm not stretching it. That's the way God wants us to live in this dark and dying and corrupt world. He wants us to be lights for His glory. Yesterday, as I normally do on Saturdays before I preach, I was back in my little office and the door was closed. I heard my wife talking to someone. And I thought, I need to go out and check this out. And so I went out, and there was my grandson, Henry Lewis. Henry, are you here? Wave at me. All right. Henry Lewis. I don't call him Henry. I call him Andre. Because it just doesn't seem right to call him Henry. That's my name. I call him Andre. He calls me Padre. And so I walked out, and I said, hey, Andre, how you doing? He said, hey, Padre. And then he said, what you preaching on tomorrow? And this is what I said. I said two words. I said salvation day. And if I am standing before you right now, Henry said, shouldn't that be every day? I shouted, yes, give me a high five. We high fived. I tell you what, that's it. Every day should be a salvation day. And I want to take just a few moments this morning to tell you how to have a salvation day every day. Now, don't misunderstand this. I'm not saying that you won't ever have problems, difficulties, hardships, pain, loss, because that's a part of life. But I am saying right in the middle of all of that, you can know the presence of God. Right in, right in the, the deepest valley or the most difficult trial or tribulation, you can sense the salvation of the Lord is with you. You know, that's what David was talking about in Psalm 23. Right in the middle. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. David said, I don't care what I'm going through. He's with me. Well, are you ready? I'm going to show you right out of the scriptures how to have a salvation day. And keep having a salvation day. Here it is. James 1.21 Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness. Now I want to stop right there. Because I need to say something and somebody here needs to hear this. Maybe we all do. But you can just leave it up on the board. Did you know 
that after God forgives you of your sins, you still need to deal with your sin? He forgave you of your past sins. Now you need to work on your present sins. Now perhaps you've heard this at one time or another, or you will hear it. You'll hear somebody say that when you got saved, He forgave you of all of your past sins, all of your present sins, and all of your future sins. And we could debate that, and I'd like to debate that with you. And I want to tell you, there is an element of truth in that. But it does not change the fact that the Word of God says to you and it says to me, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness. If you're not dealing with the sin in your life and you're counting on a salvation that took place 20 years ago, I'm not saying you will lose your salvation, but you will lose the saving grace and power of God that should be working in your life right now. Yes. Mm. You know, you know, one of the problems at this church is we have so many preachers. And sometimes you have to wait two or three weeks to preach. And it's like a volcano that's about to erupt. And, and so I'm wound up tight. You forgive me. <clears throat> you, now, you may say, Pastor, no, no, I've been told my whole life he forgave me. And, and, and then if I, if I commit a sin after I've been saved, I just ask him to forgive me and that's it. That's not what the Bible says. I'm going to take words right out of the scriptures. The Bible speaks to us as Christians. It says, cleanse yourselves. It says, purify yourselves. It says, sanctify yourselves. The, the Bible says, cleanse your hands. And purify your hearts. Now obviously God will help you. The Holy Spirit will guide you. He'll give you the anointing strength and power. You don't have to do it on your own. But if you don't do it. He won't do it. I'm messing somebody's theology up today. I know. I know. I know I am. Well listen. We didn't read all that verse did we? Therefore laying aside all filthiness. And overflow of wickedness. And receive with meekness. That means in humility. That means you don't rearrange the scriptures. You don't adapt it to your life. I mean you humble yourself down and say if God's word says it. That's what it means. And I'm going to receive it. And I'm not going to try to change it. And receive with meekness the implanted word. Some versions use engrafted word. But the idea is that it, it gets implanted in your heart. And in your life, it becomes a part of you. So, the whole thing. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word. Read that last part with me. Which is able to save your souls. Now, hold on. This is being written to believers. So, do their souls need to be saved again? Now, I'm going to tell you, we kind of get this backward, and it doesn't make a lot of difference. But did you know if you look that word souls up, it's not talking about your eternal salvation. The word souls there means your breath, your being, your walking around physical life. Listen, I'm glad I got saved spiritually, but I'm just going to go ahead and confess I want to be saved physically. Yeah. 
I want to see the manifested power of God in my life now. I had an experience a long time ago, and it was a wonderful, amazing experience. But I want to see the power, the glory, the presence, and the movement of God right now in my life. And again, I tremble at the days that I've lost that, but I don't want to ever do that uh, again. And and so, which is able to save your souls. The implanted, engrafted word which is able to save your soul. Now, who saved you when you got saved a long time ago? Jesus. He's the Savior. Now, hold on. Do you know what's going to save you today? His Word. His Word will save you. His Word will lead you out. His Word. You see, the Word of God has the ability and the power to save you after you've been saved. It saves us. I'm telling you, church, I'm your pastor. I, I, I want to shoot straight with you. You need to be saved today. I don't care. And, and sometimes what happens to people is they get saved and baptized, saved and baptized, and saved and baptized. And, and I don't care. You can get baptized as many times as you want to. And I'll do it for you. If, but, but that's not going to change your life. You know what will change your life? When you get in the Word of God. And you implant that word. And you begin to engraft it into your life. And it says it's able to save your breath, your being, your walking around life. Oh, friends, friends. Now you may be thinking, Pastor, I got saved. I don't need to be saved again. Are you sure about that? I guarantee you there's some Christian, you know you put your faith in Jesus. But you need a salvation day for your marriage and you know it. And nothing's happening. I guarantee you somebody's listening to my voice right now. And you need a whole string of salvation days for your children. Am I telling the truth? Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's your business. Maybe it's your finances. You need some salvation days. You need some days when you're walking in the presence and the glory and the power of God. Amen. And God is showing up. And it's not just you alone struggling. It's you being empowered because you've implanted the word and it's working in you and God is bearing witness with it and things are happening. I guarantee you there's some of you like me. I need a salvation day when it comes to my physical body and my health. And I don't have time to do it this morning, but I'm having a series of salvation days when it comes to my personal health. And I don't think that's abnormal. I think that's normal when you're walking with the Lord. Now, one day I'm going to die. It's going to be an awesome day. But until then, I want to be healthy. And I want to walk with the Lord. You got me? So how can you have a salvation day? Friends, we can complicate it all we want to. And I could give you 40 scriptures. But I can tell you how to have a salvation day. And that is... Get the sin out of your life. Listen, this idea of sinning and repenting and sinning and repenting and sinning and repenting and staying in a revolving door of that. Okay, I'm so thankful that when we fail, He does forgive us and we can come back again and again. But that's not what God wants for you. He wants you to lay aside the sin, the filthiness of sin, and He wants you to engraft the Word of God.
Oh, I challenge you. Get the, stop making excuses. It's nobody else's fault. Get the sin out of your life. And get the Word of God in your life. And you got something then. Fasten your seatbelts. If you'll get the sin out and the Word in, there'll be times you'll have to pinch yourself just to see if this is really happening. Am I having this experience? Let me tell you, when you get the sin out and the Word in, I'm telling you, something dynamic begins to happen. You, you, you begin to radiate with the presence of God. It, it begins to go with you. And it's an amazing thing. Years ago, I was pastoring over in Alabama. And I was in a ministerial association, and there was a lot of preachers there. I'm not crazy about being around preachers myself, but... But we had a lot of preachers, and I didn't always go to the meeting, but when I heard they had invited Charles Stanley, Dr. Charles Stanley from the First Baptist Church in Atlanta, to come, and he was going to be the guest speaker, and there'd be about 200 of us, and, and, and we were going to be in this setting, and we were going to have a meal, and Dr. Stanley was going to speak to us. I thought, I think I'll go to this ministerial meeting. So I showed up, and, and when it was time to eat, I was right up at the front of the line. It's a preacher thing. <laughs> and I went through and I got my plate and they had these long tables. And I went and found me a, a, a place and I sat down at that table away from everybody else. And then a few people started gathering around. And if I stand before you today, Dr. Charles Stanley got his plate and came and sat down right in front of me. <laughs> I mean, he was right there. I didn't eat much. I was nervous. I knew I was in the presence of greatness. I, I thought, what an opportunity. I thought, don't make a fool out of yourself in front of him. Come on, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Boy, I was intimidated in the presence of this man of God. And I got to tell you, there was a presence about him. And finally, I got up enough nerve. And I asked him a question. I said, Dr. Stanley, what about this? And you know what he did? He looked at me and he said, the Bible says. And he quoted scripture. And then a guy next to me said, well, Dr. Stanley, what about this? He said, well, the Bible says. And he quoted another scripture. He didn't have a Bible in front of him. We must have asked him 20 questions. And every time he said, well, the Bible says. And I realized right then that this man of God, this wasn't scripted. This wasn't television. This was impromptu. This man of God was so full of the word of God that every answer was the Bible says. Oh. And I made a commitment right then. I'd spend time in the Word of God and I'd memorize the Word of God until this day. And that's been 40 years ago to this day. I'm still memorizing Scripture. Memorization alone is not enough, but memorization helps you to engraft it. It helps you to get it implanted into your heart. Now here's something you need to hear. We already know this. You, you get rid of the sin. You get in the Word. You lay one aside. You bring another one in. But did you know that the Bible says that if we do that, we can actually have success 
and blessings. I'm going to jump down just a couple of verses, but we're still in the same chapter. Here it is, James 1.25. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty. Hey, don't you love that? The perfect law of liberty. That's God's word. The laws of our land restrict us, but the laws of God set us free. Oh, it liberates us. <clears throat> but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. I got saved a long time ago, but I want to be blessed in what I do today. I want the blessings and the favor of God on me now. Don't you? Don't you want it on you today? Not casual Christianity. Not just going through the motions. Not just showing up at church. But knowing that the favor of God is on you. I want you to notice that it says, But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty. Did you know we still use that expression today? Somebody else call you or you'll call somebody and say, well, what about this? And we will say, I'll look into it. We still use that same expression. I'll look into it. And, and if, you, if you mean it, that means you're going you're gonna to really look at it. I went back and checked the original language. And do you know what the original language means right here? It means to stoop down. It means to stop and stoop down and look at something so that you understand it. The idea is something is on the ground and, and you get as close as you can to it so that you can see what it is. That's what it means to look into it. To look with body bent over the definition of those words. Uh, look carefully. Inspect curiously. Please listen to me. And I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but i got to be honest with you. Daily Bible reading is a good thing. It really is. You need to read your Bible every day. And it is a wonderful discipline and a wonderful habit. And every one of us, we should do that. But child of God, you need to listen to me because some of you have been struggling. You've been reading your Bible. You've been praying every day. You've been reading your Bible and nothing's changing in your life. And this is what I want to say to you. Your daily Bible reading may not be helping you one bit. I'm going to say it again. Your daily Bible reading may not help you at all. Do you know why? Because you can't read the Bible like you read a devotional book. You can't read the Bible uh, like you do a spiritual novel. You have to read the Bible in a different way. You have to look into it. You, you have to look carefully and inspect curiously you 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 have to spend some time in the word of god you can read it every day and it not have any effect on your life you have to go deeper than that you have to find the truth the principle of god's word you have to get it into your heart and it has to become a part of who you are it's a wonderful discipline and don't quit but go deeper Amen. go deeper on January the 12th, 1975, I was ordained to the gospel ministry. Uh, it was an amazing day for me. It really was. Uh, I was nervous, and the elders laid hands on me. Some of you pastors have been through this. And, 
And it was, it was very formal. And then the last thing they did was they gave me an ordination Bible. And, and I cherished that ordination Bible. It was a Thompson Chain Reference Bible. And I, it's, it's ragged now, but I love, I love that Bible. Well, shortly after they gave it to me, I started looking through it, and I found something that I never got away from. Never got away from. I understood what it was saying. It was saying the principles of Bible study. And this is what it says. This is written in my Bible now. That ordination Bible. It says study the Bible like a traveler who seeks to obtain a thorough and experimental knowledge of a new country. Go over its vast fields of truth. Descend into its valleys. Climb its mountains of vision. Follow its streams of inspiration. Enter its halls of instruction. Visit its wondrous portrait galleries. Study the word of God and seek to go To the deep things of God. Study the word of God like a miner digs for gold. Or a diver plunges into the depths of the sea for pearls. Friends, when you do that. You are looking into the perfect law of liberty. If you don't remember anything else I say today. I want you to remember this. Uh, Daily Bible reading can't be like all the other things you read. You 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 gotta go deeper. Um, here's a little poem that was written about these two verses that I've shared with you today. And it's entitled, A Little Rhyme and a Little Reason for Christians. Listen carefully. Man, this will take you a long way. Oh, off with the old and on with the new. God's Word tells me exactly what to do. Laying aside the filthy and sinful part. I can have a clean, pure heart. Blessed in all my ways, his word to receive. So my actions line up with what I believe. If I keep holding on to the world, if I keep holding on to the past, I will not last. But if in his word I stay, this will be another salvation day. Oh, friends, I'm I'm encouraging you today to... To hold on to this. Don't, don't let this message uh, get away from you. The enemy wants that to happen. You see, child of God, any way, any, any way we look at this, the scriptures I've shared with you today tell us that there's a direct correlation between the word of God and the power of God. <clears throat> when you have the word of God in you, the power of God surges. If there's very little of the word of God in you, you're not going to see much divine activity. But all friends, when you get the sin out and the word in, God will start moving in your life. Do you know what the apostle Paul said? The apostle Paul said, said this, speaking of the gospel, the word of God, he said, it is the power of God unto salvation. It is, it was, it always will be. It is the power of God unto salvation. I've been standing on a a scripture now for several months and it's changing my life. Do you know what it is? They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. I pray that at the table. I pray it over my wife and me. And you know what? They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I'm getting younger every day. You just don't know it. Ah, I am. 
So, so there, there's, a, there's a correlation. But the Apostle Paul said this. He said, it's the power of God unto salvation. That's in Romans chapter 1. Do you know what Jesus said in John the 14th chapter? He said this. He that has my commandments. We're right back at the word of God. He that has my commandments and keeps them. He it is that loves me. And he that loves me shall be loved of my father. And I will love him. And listen. And Jesus says, and I will manifest myself to him. Wow. Has he manifested himself to you lately? He showed up at the dry cleaners with me. I heard a testimony. uh, uh, It was either yesterday or day before. About a classroom right here in Wakala County. Already this year. We've been praying over the school system. But in a classroom. And the Lord showed up. Wow. Can't tell you much more than that. I might get in trouble. But let me tell you. God's not restricted. It is the power of God unto salvation. I will manifest myself to you. I'm telling you that when you engraft and implant the word of God, you have the power of God unto salvation. The word power, there's the word dunamis. It means dynamite. And when you get in that word and stay in that word and live that word and do it, then you have the manifested presence of the Lord. Come on, don't, don't, don't miss this. L- listen to this. You can be at a place where you have the dynamic, dynamite power of the Word of God and you have the supernatural presence of the Lord Himself. Whew. You, you know, you're not getting this. There'd be a lot more shouting in this house. Dynamite power. Supernatural presence. And, and, and you, you walk in it. You live in it. Did you, did you know that the Bible says, uh, that in the last days they'll have a form of godliness, but deny the power therein? There's a lot. When you're around some preacher, some minister, some teacher who's denying the power of God, what they're telling you is they don't have the power of God and they're changing the word of God to fit them. Oh, and let me tell you, go back and check it for yourself. It says, uh, in the last days, they'll have a form of godliness and deny the power therein. And it says, from such turn away. You don't hang around some Christian leader who's denying the power of God. You just don't do that. Dynamite power. Supernatural presence will create salvation day after salvation day after salvation day. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. I ask you right now. Let the Holy Spirit speak to your heart. Are you hungry for the salvation of the Lord? I know some of you. You had a genuine salvation experience, but right now you're hungry. For the salvation of the Lord. You're hungry for God to do something. I don't want to throw off on this. Because I love to do this. But you can walk down this aisle 25 times. And we can anoint you with oil and pray for you. And not much will happen. Now there's a place for that. And there are times when I get anointed with oil. But let me tell you something. When you get the sin out. And the Holy Spirit will help you. You're not going to do that on your own. But you have to do it. If you get the sin out of your life. And you get the word in your life. And you'll begin to see 
the salvation of the Lord day after day after day. You may be in the greatest battle you've ever been in in your life, but he'll be right there with you. That's the word of God. I'm calling you, church. I'm calling you to a deeper walk, a deeper commitment to get sin out of your life, a deeper commitment to get in the word of God until the word of God gets in you and stays in you. I'm calling you to believe that God can do more in your life than he's doing right now. Church, listen to this. I'm calling you to believe that God can do more in this church than he's doing right now. Would you bow with me in prayer? Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. And Lord, help us today. Please, Lord, help us today to understand that there is no substitute for dealing with the sin and getting it out of our lives and getting the word into our lives. Can't bypass that. Help us to understand that, Lord. I pray that this will be a a day of revelation. Surely somebody is listening to me right now and you just can't figure out why you can't get a breakthrough. And God put you in this service to hear this. The sin has to go. The word has to come in. And the Holy Spirit will help you every step of the way. Father, if there are those here who need to join this church or make a profession of faith and and trust you as Lord and Savior for the first time, let this be the day. Lord, I pray that right now this will be a salvation moment for this church, for many here today. Speak to our hearts. Draw us. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Would you stand with me? Thank you again for listening to this message from River of Life. If this message has touched you today, or if you need someone to pray with, please contact us at 850-926-1200 or email us at info at rolcrawfordville.com. We also want to encourage you to visit us this Sunday morning at 1030 a.m., in Crawfordville. Please visit us online at rolcrawfordville.com for more information and directions.